I have this poem that I really want to send you, uh, one that I read the other day and it just completely blew me away and I would love your takes. I wonder whether the editor was like, does it need to be this long? But also it's great because I know exactly the path that they're walking. At least I, I can guess where they started, but I definitely know um, from there how they ended up at Diet Falls. And I know as well about the seal. Uh, maybe this is content for the episode, but would happily, happily participate uh, as a mysterious single, single letter named individual uh, to contribute to the story. Um, certainly a lot resonates with me with the poem and also like the flow of the poem is really interesting. It's focus. It's almost, yeah, there's probably a lot we can talk about, but would love to do that with you. This is a poem called Abbotsford One. It was published in the monthly back in December, 2021, and it's by a writer called Nam Lee. The subtitle is New Poetry After Lockdowns. And this is the first stanza. Time now for looseness in all things. Spring sprung, the come good of darker days. We are met by the river, from the meeting of major rivers to the red brick brewery. Sun full on the red brick wall, sunny's on. And you are gladly welcome. Come ease yourself with all the good things of day. It's daylight saving and there's hours left of light, for grub and for grog, and for song, for kicking the footy. For sunbathers with the whiter skin on their breasts and river bathers who come out of the water ablaze. With sheened mystery, with leachate and trace metals too, maybe, but not a single one of them regret. For nothing, too. Sometimes it's nice just to wooze around for a bit. I mean, I think it's cool that, that I guess, there's a poem that has so many uh, specific elements from the area, yeah. such that someone who is local is like, oh, oh yeah, I see, oh yeah, I know what's going on Yeah, there. well, that's kind of one of the things that I've been thinking about each time I read it. It really, really affects me. Like I get quite emotional and a bit teary, which is not super unusual, but it doesn't happen with every poem. Um, and I wonder if, like, I don't know if my response is, like how much of that is just the fact that I lived through the last two years in Melbourne mm. and how much of that is the actual poem itself. But. I have read a few, not heaps, but like some lockdown poems, and mostly they just annoy the shit out of me. Mm. So I think that Namli is doing something particular. Well, I mean, when you say lockdown poem, for you, just does that is that a poem written in lockdown, or is that or just about lockdown? Ah, like okay. just because this is refers to it. this is specifically a post-lockdown or anything. Yes. Like, I, I see it as the the moment that lockdown ends poem. Yeah, um, which is also important, I think. Yeah, like it, it comes yeah. through a lot in, 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 in what, how the poem's structured and what talks about the emotions and the feelings, the way it's... Like the beginning of the poem very much is, like it does start back behind us with the uh, big red brick factory. Mm. But there's a lot of like, it then launches into that. It's almost like Namli has had like a word of the day for nature like a word of the day of nature and word of the day of like pollution on his desk for all of lockdown. And it's just uh, been like amassing all of these words. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, finally I have some way to get rid of them. 
petrochemical, <laughs> petrochemical, like, and there's just there's so much. It's almost like a exhuming of like of everything that 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 they've got. Like in the same way that, like in my mind, the imagery of like Mel Melbourne Melburnians, Melburnians is right. Sure. The denim, yeah. Uh, like spilling out into the streets yeah. at the end of lockdowns, kind oh, of, yeah. kind of like, like it's yep. almost like a word vomit. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Inspired purely from from the the locale of like river plus, um, plus industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I really like. I think one of the things that's affecting about it is that it includes everything. He doesn't like. Like one of the things that I hate that happens a lot in poetry in general and in Australian poetry for sure is you take a, a place and you make it prettier than it actually is mm. and you smooth off its edges and you effectively just lie about what you're seeing. To me that's, that, that um, seems like the old impression, the old like Australian impressionist paintings. Yeah, totally. Like the Heidelberg school, like, oh, look at this beautiful gorgeous field with mm. this lovely light mm. in it and don't worry about the hard hours that are worked by by the man in this painting of <laughs> you know, don't think about the fact that he's living you know like with no money or whatever let's let's look at the fact that it's beautiful and this sheep happens to be caught in the sunset light or whatever. Yeah. yeah 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 come let's away from this wildly allergenic privet and palliatory follow over black footbridge whose surface is elastomeric resin meaning high bouncing making us helplessly to skip Follow the strawberry dress skipping girl. Back round the salvo's back lot where good people have doled out piles and piles of unasked for heave offerings. Time once more for the big clean out of winter fittings and workout gear and white goods. To make new, make good. Because as the wall says, I love you my beans. So, a real life rainbow. And there, rainbow lorikeets. And someone's yonder rainbow sleeve around a power pole diverting us just as that pole's transformer-mounted arresters, those stacked rounds of zinc oxide, divert lightning. Yeah, whereas this poem is like, oh, here we are at the Salvos. Yes, if you're playing along at home, yes. you, you must now be walking past the front door of the Salvos. Yes. God, I used to come here pretty much every lunch break. My parents, when they came down to Melbourne, specifically asked that they could, if they could come here. To this salvo? Because they'd heard how incredible it is compared to the ones in Sydney. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's also really popular, so it's generally picked it, over. Well, like, <laughs> as, because we, we lived quite close to here. We actually walked past where we lived. Yeah. And uh, we would come here to, to donate, and sometimes those bins would be totally overflowing. Like, like, yeah. Like it says in the poem, just yeah. so much stuff being donated, being, being, um, Sloughed from people's lives into those bins. <laughs> Completely. Is it sloughed? Sloughed? Which of the pronunciations of O U G H is it? I've never said that word out loud and I'm not going to today. <laughs> is it slocked? <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, yeah. Do you miss living around here? A little. Mm. Um, it is very beautiful. Uh, the river uh, Barry. I, I, I had to look it up. Barrarang? Is that the, the name of the traditional name of the. Let's actually refer to that line. I've got some notes here. I've got notes. Give me the Birrarung's boozy petrol. If. There you go. Birrarung. Yep. Um, uh, it is beautiful. This here is the bouncy bridge with yep. the strawberry dress girl, which we won't go across. We're going to go down. Oh, we're going to go down there. Yeah. Oh, we'll get away for these cyclists. Um, uh, it is a very beautiful river. 
Yes. Thank oh, okay, you. thank you. <laughs> See, this is that's the line that gets me every time. Which one? Everyone forgiving each other all over the place. <laughs> the sound of humans speaking face to face. They are grouped together. They say, hey, and I can't even, and no way. And did you hear about everyone trying too loud of a bad FM, out of practice, everyone forgiving each other all over the place. Children are shrieking, what? To their mothers. Their mothers tell them, hang on, mommy's talking to her friend. And they are friends talking about what's next, about what the hell just happened. There is definitely that uh, re-emergence and like remembering like the post-lockdown-ness of it, remembering how to interact. Yeah, which I still feel like I'm trying to do. I still just feel so awkward. I've got a friend who's been living in France um, who's coming down to Melbourne. Oh, yeah. And they're checking, like, hey, what have you been up to? And you've been doing shows and stuff? Or have you been, you know, generally interacting? And <laughs> my answers are very disappointing of, no, not really. Not really. There's been something going on. And, and even when it's not going on, there's been still this mental like state where I still feel locked in. You know, that sense of freedom is only slowly coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, well, it became a habit to just not do anything, yeah. I think that's, uh, living, you asked, do I miss living here? Mm. Being able to be like right on this river, and we have a dog, so we had to walk her every day, and we would walk along the river, so we weren't locked in, we had an excuse or a a legal excuse, I guess, if everyone was like, what are you doing out after curfew? We'd say, well, we have this dog who needs to pee, otherwise yeah. it won't work. And so we had at least this sliver of nature that we always had access to. Yeah, and it is, it's so beautiful, but also, as Namely records so perfectly, it's really ugly too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of ugliness and beauty. So what we're looking at right now is like gorgeous eucalypts and grass and the river, but also a big orange plastic <laughs> fence. Yeah, <laughs> and there's uh, there's some tape that's been strewn, yeah. tied up in a, some branches. Also, yeah. the river itself, uh, if you ask a child to draw a river, pull out the blue crayon. Yeah. This is not a blue crayon river. This is a brown This is a brown khaki, crayon river. <laughs> all the colours mixed together river. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's... Uh, She's a brown river. <laughs> There's definitely something going on upstream. Well, it comes, it comes all the way down from the mountains, right? I think originally. I don't know. I once, in the middle of lockdown, I did, I once, one time decided that it was all too much and maybe seeking something that was in this poem. Decided to go for a four hour walk. I asked Lauren, can you just drive me as far away as in Melbourne as you can? And then I'm just gonna walk home along the Merry Creek. Oh, really? Yeah. You never told me this. Huh. Oh, well, you don't, don't subscribe to my blog of kieransdailyactivities.tumblr.com. <laughs> yeah, because I had an experience like that too. One day I was just like, I just got in the car and drove. And then I got to a point where I was like, you're definitely outside your 5K right now. <laughs> you're doing a crime. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm so angry. But um, yeah, so where did you go and where did you walk um, from? How much more specific do you want this, this podcast episode to be for non-Melburnians? <laughs> Look, I, I think realistically only Melburnians and maybe only five of them are going to listen to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, Up to Prospect, basically. there's uh, The Merry Creek kind of is, at that point, very, very sliver, very mm. slim. 
um, and uh, from there there's a, there's a straight path all the way back and that was kind of the, the benefit of living on a river it's like yeah. often there's humans that are clinging to the side of it with um, parks and paths and lookouts and things like that yeah yeah it was good I got home I was exhausted but um, it felt like that day meant something yeah it felt good for it you know mm. to, have, to have well actively riled against in my employment um, I, I read this poem to my partner last night uh, over dinner and as soon as I finished she said could you I wish you'd have read this after dinner because <laughs> it was too a, much like a, it was a significant interruption to the dinner in the in its length <laughs> oh right um, yeah that was a main crux of the feedback but I I, I think I mean like in some senses like the, the what I said before the idea of like getting it all out like mm. almost as if this was all pent up yes um, yeah yeah, um, I usually really dislike long poems. I really struggle with them. Ideally, I want to get in, get out in like under 20 lines. Um, so yeah, when I came across this, it was like really early in the morning and I was, I'd had a really bad night's sleep and I have no idea how I ended up on the monthly's website because <laughs> I don't read the monthly. But yeah, and I just started reading it and didn't want to stop um, and yeah like I said it's like really affected by that first time and continue to be so there's something either there's something really special about it or it's just that it speaks so directly to my personal experience that I'm very attached to it but I don't think it really matters I mm. think it's just the the effect of it is significant um, yeah. I think what you're butting up against is something that, I, what I perceive as a somewhat uh, of an amateur in the poetry world, the, the fickleness of the fact that it's all subjective. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's pretty difficult sometimes to put a finger on exactly why something's tickling you, but... Yeah. The, the, like, the length of the journey that's being taken, mm. both metaphorically but also like physically, if, if in, indeed they are, the, the author is travelling as we are, mm. like it's fine for it to be that long you know? yeah it like, should be a long poem and there's it's not as if it's a a short poem with like five different ideas like touched upon very briefly mm. asking for the asking for the reader to kind of like you 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 think a little bit more and dig deeper yourself this is like no no i'm going to pull out everything i have mm. on the idea of like commenting on uh, uh how people have changed and the way that their vernacular has changed amongst themselves mm. and i'm going to talk about a seal for at least you know 10 20 lines or whatever it is <laughs> And what's that? What are those people stopped and squinting at, holding their phones straight out at? There's a shadow beneath the riverbank's blackberry shadows, beneath the overgrown groundsel and fennel spray. The surface of the water is tensioned. The root structures tremble. The algae and eelgrass sway. And then it breaches. Grey hump. Too long slickness. A seal. A seal? A seal! biting a huge brown trout. And never let anyone tell you brown trout aren't also rainbowed, because look at that. Its scales now go many-coloured, million glinting. They sparkle in the trout's fighting throes. The sun hit water sparkles, as if in consubstantiality. And the seal keeps slapping the trout as if trying to slap out the sparkle, and it cannot. It cannot. And we are all caught in an astonishment of silence. The other reason that I'm sort of holding back a bit with my 
conclusion about this poem is because like our Melbourne's experience of the last two years is different to Canberra's is different to Sydney's yes. is different to Brisbane's is very different to Perth's and Adelaide's and you know everywhere around the country has had a, a different two years hmm. and um, like I don't want to I really don't want to subscribe to that like line of thinking well like we had it worse than anyone <laughs> we had it so tough hmm. because I think individually we all had like different flavors of sure. difficulty um, and some of us in Melbourne probably had a fairly bearable time or and then there might have been people up in Brizzy who had just a, a shocking two yeah. years so it's that thing of like comparing suffering it just feels really useless so do you think yeah. then so I guess this poem then with so many specific local details mm. and references and allusions do you think it would have the same um, level of value of connection of um, impact for those outside of this tiny little um, I, I, spot? I like I don't think so mm. um, but I don't think that makes it a lesser poem I, mm, I don't know I, I think like in terms of its the way it's put together its vocabulary its form it's just super impressive mm. but yeah this is kind of what I keep coming back to is like would it would it affect even somebody who lived in like one side of the river well <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Um, I looked up Namely uh, on Wikipedia, the, the best source of information best, on the internet. Yes. You should check it out if you haven't already. Oh, yeah, it's um, good. And uh, <laughs> as if it's like a new TV show. <laughs> I've heard great things about it. Is it on Disney Plus? Um, and uh, there's a quote uh, that Nam has there, um, which says, I started out writing poetry and reading poetry, and so I always knew that that was the side that I was most predisposed to. And so I actually had to be quite careful in the, these stories to not overdo that impulse, to not throw too many images mm. or indulge too many lyrical flights of fancy. Yeah. Whereas in this poem, Whereas in this letting poem, loose. That's right. He's like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I watched an interview with him and uh, he said that he wanted to be a poet, trained to be a lawyer, ended up working on the Supreme Court. A classic career path. Yeah. And then went away for a year, realized he couldn't go back to lawyering, but couldn't make a living as a poet, obviously. So decided to... Is it tricky to do as a poet? Uh, you can't... Mm, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> and yeah, so he wrote, um, he decided to become a fiction writer. And so that's what he does. But it seems like... I mean, he's got a poem published in Poetry Magazine. There's another one, kind of a longish one, a bit like this called Collingwood that's out there. And then there's this Abbotsford one. I don't know if there are others, but he seems to be the kind of writer who just works away on one thing for a long period of time and yeah. then emerges. But what I don't get is like, this would take I feel like this would take me years to write. <laughs> but it came out in like the December monthly. 
Well, it was written in October. We go by this, the months mentioned in there. Yeah, but is it, it can't be October 2020 because we were still in lockdown. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. So you're, so you're suggesting it's like a month or week's turnaround, you're saying? I, th I think so. Just uh, one and done. Just wrote it down. First go. Yeah, kind of like that it. explosive sort of spilling out thing, like exactly like you said. Well, I was going to ask you, like, on the topic of um, the length of the poem, like, from an editor's perspective, do you think there was any kind of feedback there along the lines of, what's going on here? This, this is seven different poems. <laughs> or you can drop the entire seal thing or do you think that there was a leaning into the the length of it and its verbosity um basically poets especially in a magazine like the monthly which is not a poetry magazine but like sure. probably everywhere you hardly ever get feedback great you hardly hey, ever that's, get that's so useful that's so great <laughs> poetry world what's going on yes it's 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 strange and i don't think that was always true but i think um, editors tend to just go, well, you must know what you're doing. Okay, well, sorry, maybe I've, I've mm, uh, been too specific with my question. If, if Nan Lee sent this to some friends who are into poetry, mm. do you think they would have? Like in the same way that perhaps like poets help each other out, would there have been any feedback in that regard? Of like, I guess I'm wondering like, if, if the turnaround of this poem was so quick, mm. I wonder, wonder how much of that proofing was involved, how much of the, uh, go back and rewrite this or, 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 or. yeah um, I'd like you to theorize I could, only, I could only like record. my guess would be none yeah, right. this is the thing is like generally it's just you and maybe one really good friend who gives you a bit of feedback um, <laughs> but generally you just have to trust your gut and if you get it in if you get it published, it's like, okay, it was good. But it's like a, it's a yes or a no, which makes getting better a bit difficult. So what you have to do there is write the poem, submit it, get a no, tweak one word, resubmit it. Yeah. Maybe you get a yes. Okay, we're getting closer. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a deficit. Well, that seems um, uh, lonely and inefficient. Yeah, you just described <laughs> and what if I told you all of it was real? Sun done with its slow work, heat riverine in its flow, Abbotsford in the blue nights. Now people melt their forms into each other. They are drinking hard at each other, going for dissolution. For they have held honour with each other through the slow, thick days, through stayed days that were never meant. So this particular period that the poem is about, at that point, yes, we were out, but we weren't like fully allowed to do everything. I think maybe there was still even like a restriction on, like a 10K restriction mm. on how far you could go maybe. I mean, at the time, all this stuff mattered so much. And now it's like, I. I can't remember it and I don't care to, <laughs> but yeah, there still would have been a pressure on this area because people still couldn't... Duck. Oh, duck. I thought it was a seal. Not seal. Oh. Sorry. I was going to point Imagine. out every Imagine! Um, not to make this a, a lockdown episode as well as a, about a lockdown poem, Yeah. but I think I shared with you a little while ago that recently I, I dropped my partner off in the city and I was driving home. And I had a realization, and this was very late. This was just at the end of 2021. I was like, 
I got the car and I can go anywhere I want. Mm. Like I can, I can go to my favorite um, restaurant and have a meal, or I could go and go to a park somewhere. I could sit down, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Good work, brain. Yes, of you to observe that. Yeah. And then afterwards, like that's a weird thought to have, like the realization that I can go anywhere. Like you can go in any way when it, like you know. Fortunately, we live in a place where you can do that. But that was a realization. That was like a turning point. That even after months of restrictions having been like eased, yeah, I still mentally was in the one room, living in a very hermity way and it took even much longer after that for me to like mentally click to like actually be on board with the idea of embracing that freedom yeah well I remember catching up with you in probably about the time this poem is written about I mean we're assuming it was written in October 2021 and not some other time but yeah we're just going to have to go with that yeah. crossing fingers <laughs> at the wheel lockdown. but yeah I remember catching up with you then and I was like oh what else have you been doing and you were like Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's. I found it, especially working from home a lot, and then having enough to do at home, I guess. But it meant that there was nothing pulling me out. I didn't have. My partner uh, works in a library, and so they had the ability to get out and 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 go and and, and be in the community a little bit, which yeah. came with its own concerns of, you know, making sure that you're um, taking precautions against um, um, COVID and everything. But comparatively, I was just in the one spot. So yeah, I didn't really have anything pulling me out into the world, mm. um, which is dangerous, but got through it. So that's good. And yeah, fortunately <laughs> since then, I've had that revelation of, well, oh, that's right. There's a world out there. Yeah. Yeah. Full of seals and um, other fauna. We used to walk along here and I used to try and count the ducks, which would fluctuate with the seasons. But there was also up here a heron called Boris. And when I say called Boris, I mean I called him Boris. Right, okay. It didn't come with a name tag or okay. anything. Okay, yeah. And uh, it was a blessed day whenever Boris would appear. Ah, uh, Boris is a good sign. Yeah. yeah. So my partner would just receive a, a blurry zoomed in picture of a, a white smudge. <laughs> and she'd know what's going on. Boris is here. What's interesting is that the poem begins with uh, something along, I forget the exact first line. You've got the cheat note, spark notes in front of you. I so do. You can, you can read that first Time line. now for looseness in all things. Spring sprung, the come good of darker days. So it starts with this idea of coming out of lockdown, we're out. Mm. But then the rest of it, apart from the illusions of people kind of finding themselves and negotiating social interactions again, none of it really speaks to lockdown. Yeah, Does that make sense? yeah, which is, I think that that was one thing I wanted to say was like, I think that's why it's successful is because actually writing about the experience of being in your house day in, day out, not only is that really difficult to pull off well, but it's also just like really unappealing. Whereas this is a celebratory poem, it's like full of joy mm -hmm. and forgiveness and excitement and hope um, and I think one of the things like as white Australians at least we are allergic to the idea of whinging and I think <laughs> you know the same way the Brits like stiff upper lip we have like mm. don't be a bloody whinger you know um, and I think that that's sort of the shadow side of this poem is like Namely, he's talking about joy, he's talking about 
restoration, reconnection. He's not talking about the grief, really, mm. of having lost effectively one and a half years of whatever we were going to do with that time. Alice, it's a blessed day. Boris! We did not plan this. I did not <laughs> convince a bird. <laughs> Boris! So we've just turned the corner. We can see Dite Falls in the, in the distance. Oh, he's very beautiful. And uh, the silhouette of, of Boris sunning out here on this oh. rock. Where was I? Dite Falls, right, quick yet, and yet intact. Austral spring. Hot brick night shaking ourselves off. Shaking off the long, short winter. Felt like forever. Blinked away years. Taking full in this new kind of blue. Is the fact that the poem focuses on, on the uplifting, um, exalting kind of celebration of, of, of the river and being out again and, and nature, um, is that just a reflection of how Nan was feeling? Mm. Or is it a choice? Is it a, I want to write something that is positive despite it all? You know? I, yeah, I think it's a choice. I think absolutely. Because um, the other thing that's sort of hard to remember, well, there's so many things about that time that are hard to remember but we were so tired mm -hmm. like even just hanging out with you for like an hour and a half oh I know I have that effect on people no 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 <laughs> like anyone I would go home and just like sit on the couch and be like oh, okay we were out of practice <laughs> he was so out of practice and so tired and so like not even sad but just but do you know what I mean? Stunned. Mm. Like shocked. Netflix doesn't talk back. You don't have to worry about offending Netflix or <laughs> saying the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. How many, how many streaming services can I name drop? I'm up to two so far. Mm. There's very little negativity. But again, I think it's hard to fully remember this. But at the time, all we had was like complaint, anger, stress. Mm you know, all that sort of stuff. And like, I think that's why it's so affecting. Like I'm the kind of person, like I don't cry at sad things, but I really lose it when something really good happens. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, that's, this poem does that to me. It's just like knowing that there was somebody else out there looking at this part of the world that's really significant to me for all kinds of reasons and recording it in this way and celebrating it it's just this feeling of relief, like, oh, yes. Yeah, and I guess um, if you were to ask me, like, uh, what would be your favourite lockdown poem? Favourite out of the top 100? The top 100, yeah. Like the Triple J countdown. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I would choose now, at least, uh, you know, who knows what the future holds, but like in where we are at this point in time on the, uh, oh, can I even say the date? Do it. On the 7th of February at 10.05 a.m. Mm. I prefer that the poem be a positive one, right? Like yeah. to, to, if anything, like it's it's kind of the kind of thing where this is an experience that you can't deny. We went through all this stuff. Like mm. The world went through a whole lot of stuff. Um, but if you're going to look back on it and and like um, stamp, you know, etch some of it into some stone, mm. um, I prefer for it to be the celebration of how we felt coming out of it rather than like um, the wallowing in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, yep. And so much of that was just blankness. 
It was just white poems. Just lots of yeah. line breaks. <laughs> lots of just line breaks. Home alone, full stop, <laughs> ten line breaks, still here. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of white space on the page, yeah, yeah. so it's not that that's not worth recording. But yeah, I agree with you. I would rather read this. I would rather remember the joy of... Because, I mean, yeah, when we were catching up in around this time, um, I could... <laughs> technically, I could only see you that day. And yes. then I had to, like, go Thanks back so home. Thanks so much for doing that, by the way. Oh, for God's Using sake. your token on me. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't. <laughs> I saw other oh, people. What? <laughs> This is admissible in court. <laughs> you have to edit this bit out. Yeah, but that was the fucking rule. was like, one social contact within your 5K. Pick that person. And I mean, that. Oh. It's like a MySpace tough one. <laughs> to remember that now? I know at the time it made total sense and, and everyone was behind it. And like, yeah, I definitely don't want to get into Victorian state politics on this podcast. No, let's drag <laughs> them out. <laughs> at Dan. No, 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 no. Um, but... To remember that now, it's like, yeah, it's, of course you want to remember the joy of coming out of that. And I don't really want to think, at this point in my life anyway, you know, however many months we are on, I don't want to think about what that felt like. Mm. It's only time. So much time. Only so much time. Watching in the dim. Our children's bodies do the forgetful work of joy. Come out. We are all coming out, or we're already here. With beers. Save you're not drinking day till tomorrow. We've just come across a dog who wants me to throw this wall. Can I throw? Oh, absolutely. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> love you forever for that. <laughs> have a good one. Thanks. Do you have a favourite line from the poem? Uh, you you yeah. have the spark notes and you've written a bunch of notes all over. I have written a bunch of notes, which I was going to refer to and haven't yet. Um, my favourite is definitely everyone forgiving each other all over the place. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think that's going to be the line that just stays with me from the whole five pages or whatever because I think about it pretty much every day now, now that I've read it, because I still feel awkward as fuck. I still feel like I am constantly offending people, can't string sentences together very well. Mm. Um, bumping into people, like, you know, getting in people's, like getting too close to someone and making them uncomfortable or they're getting too close to me and I'm just like, ah. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, it, that the social fabric is pretty threadbare, it feels like, at the moment. But, but that might just be me because, again, in this poem there's this sense of like everyone's okay with each other i the the seal moment is for me i think it resonates the most because up until that point i mean the the i really do enjoy the beginning the the kind of yeah the word vomit um uh description of of, of nature versus industry um, and the way that there's that juxtaposition all the way through. Um, it's like three dogs just sitting really still around us. Yeah. It's a Stephen King novel. It's very strange, yeah. Um, uh, I really like that, that just kind of 
just blur. Just, just here is here is everything I see, and I'm I'm using all everything I've got to, to describe things. I'm getting back into it, almost almost like finding literary feet again. Like, how do I get back to just speaking without just using a billion adjectives and yeah. obscure <laughs> bot botanical nouns? Um, but then when it gets back to the people, and then 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 the the the, the story does return to. To community and to, to civilization, that moment with the seal is something like yes. very, very unifying. It's very yeah. the whole world stops, everything, all the birds and the river and the people all stop to observe this moment. Yep. Um, and in a very kind of um, spiritual way, that both the seal and the trout are connected. Yeah. In in almost as if like they're working together, in that in in which. An interaction which is very one-sided, I would argue. Um, yeah. So as if the trout's like, me, pick me. Um, but the way it's described is if everyone's kind of on board, focusing on this this tiny little bit. Yeah. Um, well, you use this incredible word there. The last line of that stanza is, as if in consubstantiality. I was literally about to say, yeah. it took me four times last night to get that one. Because <laughs> I kept starting with subst... No, that's not right. Yeah. So you're a Catholic boy. Uh-huh. What's consubstantiality? It's a big, long word. <laughs> what I have here is um, the, of the same substance. So Christ is consubstantial with the Father. Yeah. It, and also, for me, it's almost the, um, the dramatic um, climax of the, of the poem. If the poem were a film yeah. or a 10 part TV series on Amazon Prime, number four. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just giving you opportunities for monetization. Um, this is what lockdown does to your brain. All you can do is name platforms. That's right. I'm just working on the Australian one so far. I've got to hit up Hulu. We've got to hit up oh, the stop other one. It. <laughs> um, that, that, that moment happens towards the end. And then after that, it's almost like, oh, we've got to pack up. We're going home. Let's let's go. Let's let's get out of here. Let's let's return, kind mm, of thing. Mm. Um, it's almost like the poem is kind of been been kind of meandering down the river, if you will, to that specific point there at Dive Falls for yeah. it to for that to manifest. Mm. Yeah, that's great. This poem echoes a lot of other poems, I think, but probably the one that it echoes the most is a Walt Whitman poem called "Crossing Brooklyn Ferry." The whole time, I'm thinking about crossing Brooklyn Ferry because it has that same kind of inclusive listing listing yes people places things including everything but Whitman the way he writes that poem is like I'm gonna be here forever you're gonna remember me forever whereas Nam is like this is a very specific moment in time and I am just writing it down yeah <laughs> so yeah it's kind of a cool answer to I mean, that. They're, they're both snapshots in a way. Yeah. Just one is a lot more um, outwards facing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that you've done some writing during lockdowns, That's but true. have you have you had any inclinations yourself to write, um, given all well, your recent episodes talking about your feelings towards writing poetry? Have you had any, any drive to write anything that captures, celebrates, laments, uh, what we've gone through through lockdowns? Not at all, no. In fact, I think that's kind of the last thing that I want to do. Um, 
personally. I mean, obviously, other people are doing it very effectively. Mm. <laughs> it's not, Name one. <laughs> it's not necessary for me to do it. Um, and, yeah, like, I just don't, I don't want to really reflect on it. I don't want to try to make it interesting or beautiful or significant. Like, this is just for me. Um, to me, the only thing that would be less appealing would be to write about climate change, essentially. It's like... Very boring. <laughs> Lots of atmospheric motions and change in temperature. And... Yeah. Like, that's... I guess it's just not my area of interest. It's not... Um, it's not my mode, really, to write about, like, big world-level stuff. Oh, so you do accept that it happened to everyone? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I more just like want to write about like specific people and experiences, but um, I'm not saying that it's a bad idea to. I just think it is. It's really difficult territory to get right because you can so easily come off like you want to be the last word on something, mm. or you're prescriptive. You're tying a bow around it. Mm. Um, but yeah. at the same time, I keep thinking about the fact that with this poem being so specific to this area, and if we continue theorizing uh, without them, uh, that, that they were walking around this spot and this is what their experiences were and this is what they were feeling. It's almost therapeutic in that sense. It's almost like um, this is a way to, for, for them to capture their emotions and to, to put into words. I remember when, I first, uh, when you first, first invited me into this weird club that is poetry. And we're like, come, there's cool people in here. I'm like, I don't know. The outside seems pretty weird. I definitely never promised you cool people. No, you said there were Arnold Palmer's and there was a cool music DJ playing in the corner. Um, right. That I asked, does do, what? Like, I was trying to define what poetry is in a very objective sense. And something that we settled on was that poetry needs to have an audience. Well, did we? I okay. think we did. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least that... It'd definitely be nice. <laughs> so, well, at least the poetry has an intention that will be read by others, whether or not it has gets picked up um, mm. or not. Yeah. But um, the I, the question that I had was, well, poetry for yourself, can you just write some nice words that, almost like a journal, right? You know, mm. a slightly uh, more structured or, or, or more um, a more fancy uh, uh, version of a, of a diary. Yeah. And that was where my question was kind of, I was wondering whether or not, like, in the same way that this here is, like, could could function as, like, a man who's like, I'm here, I was here, this is stuff that I saw, this was my experience of mm. it, right? Mm. You know, I, I get your point around not wanting to, to generalize or to speak for others in how you capture a global phenomenon, but really, this is just one person's experience of it. Yeah. As well as yeah. wondering whether or not for you there, there'd been any wants to kind of look at what you'd been through and, and capture that in any way, but, of course, uh -huh. yes, it could still be no, but... Mm. I just don't know, like I can't, I can never not think about whether the poem would be interesting to someone else. Mm. Like I rarely, yeah, I don't think I ever write like just for me. Mm. Uh, I think it's part of being, you know, a gun for hire copywriter. <laughs> so it gets into you that like this needs to... Someone else is going to get this. Yeah, it needs to connect with somebody. So, and then there's the feeling of, I don't feel like my experience over the last two years has been particularly interesting. We are all coming out. Or we're already here.
with beers. Save you're not drinking day till tomorrow. Or, if no, somebody who hasn't got kids brought ice. And coffees named Harosana and Agaro and lots of Rosma, made from wet milled beans. Everyone's missed you. Everyone's asking about you, worried about you, wondering how you've been. We're in the way. Forgotten how to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Bumping into people. 